0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Sure, we've all had fun messing around with AI image generators and conversation bots, but AI is more than a novelty, and it's possible that your business could benefit from AI integration. SAP Business AI can help your business innovate, whether it's supply chain, finance, human resources, sales and marketing, even a generative AI co-pilot. SAP Business AI can offer the solutions you've only dreamt of. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Learn more at sap.com slash AI. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
2: The horns of victory are loud and clear and they're singing the praises probably of both fighters. Both Max Holloway and Arnold Allen who delivered a really fun main event but in the end Max blessed Holloway does it again in his incredible streak of beating featherweights not named Alexander Volkanovsky continues on. It's a decade plus. How about that? Max Holloway gets it done, unanimous decision. 49 46, 49 46, 48 47. Gets the job done, bounces back. Arm Allen had a tremendous showing of himself, but in the end, it just was not enough to earn himself a title shot. And now we're in a very interesting position in the 145 pond division. But welcome to the post fight show. I am Mike Heck. My best friend, Alexander Kaylee, will join us momentarily. But I'm happy. Oh, there he is. Oh, I'm here. Hello. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you. And Hello. joining us on a rare non-travel week, Mr. Jose Youngs is here. Very excited about this. How are you, buddy? I'm fair to find. How are you?
3: <laughs> uh, fair to find as well. So, Jose, that's as a... Alliteration, as a- Daniel Cormier would say. <laughs> and
0: as Brandon as, well, uh, Fitzgerald would explain. That's too. right. <laughs>
2: Well, Jose, as a fan of high-level martial arts competitions such mm-hmm. as yourself, I'm sure mm-hmm. you you enjoyed this main event very much. <laughs> Max Holloway, Arnold Allen get after it, and it was a good fight. I thought it was it was one of those situations where Arnold Allen proved he belonged to the upper echelon of this division, but Max Holloway was just, just that much better. I think the veteran mm-hmm. savvy played out. His defensive prowess played out. I think he confused Arnold at certain points with the stance switching, but... Man, both guys brought it, but Holloway got the job done. Your reaction to the fights, Holloway getting the nod, everything that had to do with this main event?
3: I mean, the fight, the main card, the main event ruled. It was everything that we had hoped for And two of the best featherweights in the world, two of the gentlemen that have the longest win streaks in this division's history. of Obviously, Max Holloway's was snapped, but it's like whenever you got a guy that has like a 10-fight win streak against a guy that had at one point had a 13-fight win streak, it's fireworks are in are, you're in for fireworks and that's what we got. It was just a tale of two defensive game plans. Max Holloway seemed to be an inch away from all of Arnold Allen's punches. Obviously some got through. You could hear them through the the television. That Arnold Allen had the thudding sounds, a lot of it Max eluded and on the flip side, Max was throwing a lot of punches and kicks and Arnold was blocking a lot with like that that high elbow block that Justin Poirier obviously has success with. Obviously, some of those got through. In fact, a lot of them got through, but it just felt like a tale of two game plans. Both of them were implemented well. Max Holloway just made better adjustments. Like you said, it was veteran, his veteran gamesmanship just was on display. This stick Max Holloway in a five round non-title fight against a featherweight and chances are he's going to win. I don't think Arnold Allen loses any stock. This is very reminiscent of the Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez fight where yes, Max won, but Yair proved that he belongs in the top five of this division. Arnold Allen proved that he belongs in the top five of this division and won maybe two more wins. He's still a fresh face for the current champ, Alex Volkanovsky. He could very well get a title shot with a win or two in, uh, against high-level competition. Obviously, you have fights like Ilya Taporia versus Josh Emmett in the works. Green Zombie's still out there. But yeah, there's both men, I think, maintain their place in this division. If anything, it cements them as two of the five, two of the five best featherweights on the ufc roster obviously there's some very good featherweights outside of the ufc but checks all the boxes tailored two defensive game plans both of them impl- implemented to perfection max holloway just found ways to sneak his punches through arnold allen's high high guard and beat the soul out of his midsection with those kicks
2: yeah those those are some nasty kicks down the stretch AK, your thoughts and uh how did you score this one how did you score this fight
0: uh, I had it 48 47 Holloway. Uh, I, went, I went two and five for Allen. Uh, I think it, looking at the official scorecards, all three judges gave the fifth to Allen, and uh, the one who had it 48 47 also gave two to Allen. So, uh, but I have no problem uh, scoring it either way. Uh, I think there's certainly a very strong case for 48 47, Allen. Uh, I threw up a poll, of course, asking if people agreed with the UFC KC main event score, 85% yes, 85% yes. I, I don't think this is super controversial, but it's a, it was a great fight. Uh, MMA is supposed to be fun. We, we say this all the time. And we, I think we've had a lot of fun, quite a bit of fun over the past few cards. And um, this card, I think most of us were telling people that, like, th- this is a good one on paper. This is a good one on paper. It has a lot of potential to deliver uh, if, you know, if the matchups shake up a certain way. And, of course, that always starts at the top. And I think we got, like, the best-case scenario with that main event. You got this young, very hungry up-and-comer, uh, and I shouldn't even call him up-and-comer anymore. Young, very young and hungry contender, Arnold Allen, really fighting like he wanted his first hell of a shot. I'm sure some people out there will argue, oh, he could have been more aggressive. He could have opened up more. But man, when you're fighting Max Holloway, it's so much easier said than done. And I think if you watch the fight again, you'll see there are times where Allen did open up and he landed. And then would get hit right back, and Max would crack him. So, again, easier said than done. But um, yeah, if you had a 48 47 Allen, I don't think that's an atrocious score. Um, and I don't think 49 46 is a bad score either. I think 49 46 for Max, again, a few of those rounds were toss ups. So, this is what a great, close, competitive five round fight looks like. It was awesome. And at least on the broadcast, I don't know how it was for, you know, we had Jed on site. Uh, it, it looked like it was a pay-per-view fight. It, it had the energy of a pay-per-view fight, and, and it totally delivered. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really thrilled with that, how that uh, main event turned out. But it would have been cool to get sort of a fresh challenger, but Ar- Arnold Allen will be back. It's just going to take him a little bit of time to uh, to get back to a uh, surefire title shot.
2: Apparently, um, apparently, Dana wasn't thrilled with Arnold Allen in the fifth round. I don't know. I have to go back and watch I, it. I, don't, I can't imagine why. Maybe the grappling he didn't go for it, but there's there's the cards right there. Uh, I scored it. I scored it forty nine forty six for Holloway. Um, I was live blogging, so it's really tough to like get the complete gauge of everything while you're doing everything at once. But uh, I gave Holloway the first. I gave Allen the second. I gave three and four to Holloway. Five I was gonna give to Allen until that final flurry, and like Holloway landed that left hook and Allen hit the floor. And I was like, I don't know if it's a knockdown, but the way, the way Arnold got up and reacted to it, like he was pissed, like, damn it. I can't believe I just got dropped at the end. I was like, oh, maybe I guess that is a knockdown. So I just gave the fifth to, to max, but still 48, 47, 49, 46. I, th- I think they're fine cards. 40, I just, I think it's kind of a bridge too far to score that fight for Arnold Allen. But Hey, listen, if you, if you did, who am I? But how did you score it? Jose, Are you in the, the 48, 47 camp as well?
3: Yeah, I had it 40, 47 max. I had it one, three, five for Max, and two and four for Arnold, if I remember correctly. I didn't write any of this down. It was more like mental math to me, but I thought I thought Max won the first. Two was very competitive. I gave the slight edge to Arnold. I think he landed more. Um, and then three was three, Max looked unbelievable. Four, same thing as round two. I think Arnold just landed slightly more, and then five. I think that knockdown really sealed the deal. Arnold was well on his way, I think, to winning. Not well on his way. It was a close fight. It was just round five was just the same thing as round one through four. Just Arnold throwing bombs and narrowly missing and Max throwing a lot and Arnold blocking. And then they both just collided at the end and Arnold Allen fell down. So I guess you give it to, to Max, but I did have it 3-2 Max. If they gave it 3-2 Arnold, I wouldn't have complained. But I remember that fight ending and I thought it was – I was pretty confident it was 1-3-5 Max 2-4 for Arnold Allen.
2: Okay, now I'll go back to you, Jose cuz AK we're, mm-hmm. we'll dive into this a little bit more tomorrow. We'll discuss what this all means for the Max Holloway side of things. Because Jose, this is this is this is the one issue I had with this fight. Is that mm-hmm. I felt pretty good that Max is going to win. Like Arnold like mm-hmm. maybe Alan, Alan could could do something and and shake things up at 145, which would have been really interesting because now you got Volkanovsky fighting Yair Allen wins his fight. He's next in line. Taporia fights Emmett. Taporia could be next in line. And we have some movement. We have some fresh faces, so to speak. But Mm -hmm. matching Arnold up with Max Holloway puts us in this position we've been in for like two or three years now. If Max wins, now what? Because Max just fought Volkanovski in July and got dominated. And he's now Mm 0-3 against the man. Now, I know the second fight was really close. First fight, clear Volkanovski win. Second fight is one of the most controversial fights I can remember throughout my fanmanship of covering the sport. And the third was, was a clear one. So where do we go now? Like I know Tepori is fighting Josh Emmett and who knows, but does the winner of that fight, like if Taporia wins, is he getting a title shot or is he graduating to fight fighting Max Holloway? Is this for like the Max Holloway sweepstakes? Because ni- both of these guys, neither of them have fought Max yet. So are they fighting for... For the Holloway fight? Like, what are we doing here? Because I just feel like the division is kind of in the same place it's been since Volk's been the champion.
3: I really think we need we can answer this after Yair Rodriguez fights Alex Volkanovsky, Because obviously, if Yair wins, they're going to do the rematch. If Volkanovski wins, he I know he wants to be hyperactive. We're all assuming Islam fights in Abu Dhabi. I'm on record saying if the ufc was smart they would do ufc 300 international fight week next year and do the rematch between Volkanovski and islam as the headliner for the lightweight title i guess it would just depend on if if volkanovsky wants to stay active or i know dana white said spain is kind of on their radar for a potential fight night maybe next year so if they're gonna go to spain Ilya Sapori is the only man that could really headline that, and so I think they could just throw him in there against anybody. Especially if Mavzar keeps if Mavzar beats Mitchell and then he wins again, maybe they could, you know, rematch or not rematch. They never fought. They could fight in Spain. Um, I really think we need to see what, how what the champ Volkanovsky does against Yair Rodriguez and how active he wants to be because. There's a logjam named Max Holloway at the top of the 145-pound division, and it is pretty – it is in there pretty tight, and I don't think that's budging against anyone besides Volkanovski. I mean, Ilya Tapore is fantastic. Brian Ortega is hurt. Korean Zombie has one fight left. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Giga so- Shikazi is still out there, but he got pieced up pretty easily. Um <laughs> i don't know i guess i mean and then for all we know Algernon sterling beats henry cejudo and then he goes up to 145 and then all of a sudden we have Algernon sterling in the 145 pound division so i just i don't know ask me again on july the sunday after national fight week and i'll have a better answer for you
2: yeah and now you make an interesting point about volkanovsky maybe going back up to 155 because guess what the man named Benny Dariush was supposed to fight Charles Oliveira in two weeks' time. And now that fight's not even happening. So, mm-hmm. do they just push this one back? And I mean, I'd love for them to do it in June because that card friggin' needs it, but it's probably going to be too soon. Maybe you do it International Fight Week. Maybe you do it the second July pay per view, but that fight needs to happen sooner rather than later. What, Benil and, and Charles?
4: It,
3: yeah. Nah, forget that. Just give Benil the tail shot in Abu Dhabi. Call it a day. That's <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with That's that. Absolutely.
2: Dana is a, Dana did say at the presser uh, they are working on another co-main event for that card, even though they just put out an updated lineup today. So who knows? Who the hell knows what's what's going to be in this position? I mean, position. Bilal
3: did tweet some eyeballs, so maybe he's in there somewhere. And Gilbert Burns tweeted a bunch of money emojis, so maybe they throw those oh, two I'm dudes in, in there. Gilbert Burns versus Bilal Muhammad, three-round fight, I'm here for it.
2: I am super here for that. it. Well, we shall see what happens, but featherweight is, uh, it's an interesting place right now. We have bonuses, gentlemen, we have bonuses. Uh, we have three performance bonuses and a mm-hmm. fight of the night. How about mm-hmm. that? So fight of the night, not the main event. It is bill Algio mm-hmm. versus TJ Brown. Uh, damn good mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. AK, you you're not happy about that. Uh, I thought it would have gone. I, I really enjoyed
0: the uh, Pedro Munoz, Chris Gutierrez, Shame. but I guess it never got out of a certain gear, uh, and it, also the crowd reaction kind of guaranteed it wasn't going to get the <laughs> fight of the night. Which is, it was it was a really good fight, I thought. And and usually I'm actually amazed the main event didn't get it because usually like on on a card like this where there's multiple competitive fights, they just like default to the main event. So I'm I'm happy for Bill Algeo and TJ Brown. Um, but yeah, I, I thought there was. I also thought there was a chance that uh, the uh, delightful light heavyweight retirement slot fest between Zach Cummings mm-hmm. and Ed Herman uh, would get it but apparently uh, I'm, I'm I'm seeing the uh, press conference uh, live tweets right now uh, Dana White said he's giving both retirees an extra 50 cookies anyway so there you go so you guys can uh, can count that as an extra bonus
2: Performance of the Nights, uh, Jillian Robertson cool. nice win uh, Brandon Royval of course and Edson Barboza of course get mm-hmm. Performance of the Night bonuses yeah and, Dana White uh, actually admitted that they screwed up putting Brandon Royval versus Pataya Stickel on the prelims. So, I mean, at least you know. At least you know. And Brandon Royval was pissed that he was on the prelims. You can go watch that scrum over on the YouTube channel. But let's talk about Edson Barboza, Jose, because it -hmm. appears the old dog still has some tricks in him, doesn't he? Holy Mm -hmm. cow. Just a ferocious knee, crumbles Billy Q, first-round finish for Edson Barboza, and the theme of UFC 287 in a lot of respects was experience matters, and I think a lot of that carried over into this car. We saw it in the Pedro munoz Gutierrez fight, and we certainly saw it here with Edson Barboza with the strength of schedule that is unmatched by any fighter maybe in the history of this sport, goes in there and just melts Billy Q early. I mean, what else could you say about Edson Barboza? That was friggin' incredible.
3: This happens all the time with Edson Barbosa <laughs> where we think he's like on the last legs of his career. Like I think it was the fight going in when he fought Dan Hooker, when he fought Shane Burgos, everyone's like, oh, he's lost a bunch in a row. Or I who, I know he beat up like Mach before the, the Shane Burgos fight, but I remember he like lost two or three in a row. I, I know one of them was to Habib, so no faults in that. can't remember who he lost to right after. Maybe Kevin Lee maybe paul felder i get all i it's there's like a big but i know he lost like four or five or five or six or something but like he just he literally turned to dan hooker and shane burgos body off uh, to get like to like like it was like this is what i can do when i'm fighting guys that i want to stand in front of me and then obviously he's he giga chikadze hurt him early and never let took his foot off the gas and then bryce mitchell just ragdolled him and then Again, like he did to Shane Burgos and Dan Hooker, he melted Billy Quarantillo. So it's just, it was another one of those classic Edson Barbosa moments where you think he's, you know, oh, if he loses or has a bad performance, maybe it's time to hang up. And then Edson just, you know, kills a human being on national television so it's pound for pound very easily on the all violence like all time list in all of mma without question and lightweight and featherweight so yeah uh i'm not i'm never not going to turn to that and into an edson barbosa fight and now i really want him to fight the korean zombie because that fight rules and korean Zombie's going to retire so you might as well go out in a body bag against edson barbosa
2: oh, love that idea AK. Edson Barbosa doing Edson Barbosa things.
0: Yeah. uh, The the zombie fight has been called for on onto the next one. Like I swear, I don't know, 50 times. I don't know. I don't know how how, every, at least once every three weeks. I don't know. It just, it just comes up. Uh, Yeah. It feels like that fight has to happen. Jose said it in my mind. I was, I was like, is that not, has that not happened yet? Have they not found a way to make that happen? Because if zombie retires before we get him and Barbosa, it would just feel wrong. It would feel wrong. That's one of those one of those uh, one one that got away matchups. If we never see that one actually booked. so I I would love to see that. But yeah, uh, look, I, listen, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those dummies that Jose's talking about. Faint against Edson Marbosa. Uh I think I think we um, we've been saying a lot over the last few weeks about the, the whole experience versus you know kind of people coming up thing. And experience is doing pretty well. It's do, doing pretty well. At least the last couple of cards. I don't think every matchup was won by necessarily the more experienced fighter, but. It's doing all right, and uh, and that was certainly the case here. And and uh, Jed also broke this one down really well on No Bets Bard, um, and you know a few people were saying one thing with Billy Corintillo is he's going to get hit, he's going to get hit, and I, I I knew that. I just thought he could maybe maybe get be there first, or maybe outslug at Samrosa, or maybe just be a step quicker again because he's the younger fighter with less uh, you know less battle damage but man you just you take one wrong step against Edson Barbosa and that's that's the last step you're going to take for that night because he he just made him pay you know he 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 got his head right in the wrong spot Edson Barbosa is going to sniff that out every time and he's going to take you out it was absolutely incredible uh yeah i don't know what's next for him again hopefully zombie uh but even if it's not zombie boy I, how can you not tune in every time this guy this guy goes up there perfect perfect main event choice and it just delivered in every way that was so much fun
2: yeah, Billy Q will be back. Fan favorites. He'll be fine. People. Will Maybe still be,
3: don't like, walk Edwin into plays. Edwin Diaz's to, out to Edwin Diaz's song next time. Bad <laughs> things happen when that plays. Yes, that is very true. I didn't even know that happened,
2: but oh, yeah. I had seen tweets about it. So, oh man, Not Billy real. Q uh, tweeted.
0: Tweeted after damn so that's what's getting knocked out in the UFC feels like. Sorry about your parlays, y'all. And uh, Adrian Yanez also replied (laughs) to him with with a gift, saying, "Welcome to the club." So, uh, I you love seeing these. Listen, you love seeing these guys who are who are who are usually dishing it out. Every now and then, look, they're going to get got. They have a good sense of humor about it, and I I honestly feel like these are the kind of guys who are going to be like in the UFC for another five six years. Are going to be ranked for for years once they get up there. So, uh, great to see Cornillo Yanez, and, and other fighters like that with this kind of attitude.
1: Sure, we've all had fun messing around with AI image generators and conversation bots, but AI is more than a novelty, and it's possible that your business could benefit from AI integration. SAP Business AI can help your business innovate, whether it's supply chain, finance, human resources, sales and marketing, even a generative AI co-pilot. SAP Business AI can offer the solutions you've only dreamt of. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Learn more at sap.com slash AI. Support for this podcast comes from Smart Water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smart Water Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smart Water Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
2: Nice win for Azamat Mirzakhanov. Remains undefeated, and apparently at the his post-fight scrum, he said he broke his arm in the fight and yeah. continued to fight with a broken arm. What a savage. Good on him. Iwan Kuchalaba spoils the UFC light heavyweight debut of the very spelt ripped shredded tanner bozer tanner has one fight left of his deal he's hoping to get on that ufc 290 or 289 card in vancouver would love to end his at least have that one last fight there if they don't cut him pedro munoz experience matters beats chris gutierrez chris i think still has a pretty good future i think he'll be a top 15 guy for for a long time i think he'll go back and, and learn some lessons from that one Rafa Garcia goes out and beats Clay Guida 3027 And Clay Guida faked a retirement and then said he was just joking. And apparently, Dana White was not happy about that. Bill Algio submits TJ Brown. Bryn Royval, the nasty knee. He says he's going to be the backup fighter. Good stuff there. Zach Cummings at Herman, double retirement. Zach Cummings gets a win in front of his home crowd. Jillian Robertson with the weird armbar submission. Did she tap? Did she not tap? Goes down as a verbal tap weird win weird ending but jillian robinson gets it done she extends her record submission total for women's ufc fighters daniel Zellhuber gets his first ufc win i believe uh well he bounced back anyways denise gomes my i have well let's talk about denise gomes aka we? holy cow man that is an angry woman that woman (laughs) is angry that was impressive as hell dude (laughs)
4: Well, right, I mean, right from that
2: the, was just so I, fun i love listen pruna brazil
0: is a is a pretty uh uh respected prospect there's a, there's a lot people see a lot of big things ahead for her her nickname is the special one you know uh she was a decent favorite for someone making their their ufc debut minus 150 minus 155 depending on where you looked um and i think like technically she might be the better fighter she had a nice clinch going in the first round but denise gomez like her her whole goal is like I'm just gonna hit you. Like I don't care what situation we're in. I don't care if we're at range. I don't care if I'm in close. I'm I'm throwing punches. I'm throwing to hurt. I'm throwing to hurt. So you do your martial arts, you be, you know, okay, great technique. I'm gonna I'm here to punch you. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Even the fight that ended the the that that led to the finish, the strike that led to the finish, excuse me. Uh, I'm sure there's technique to set it up. I'm not t- – Denise Gomez is a skilled fighter. I'm, I'm being a bit uh, a bit flippant here. But um, at times, she kind of looked sloppy. And even her, her strike that, that landed to, to nearly end it was just this looping overhand like Chuck Liddell right, right in the button. Uh, and then she she followed with just the nastiest ground and pound, just no hesitation. So she's really a fun one to watch at strawweight. Uh, I think Bruno Brazil will bounce back. She'll be fine. But uh, Denise Gomez is uh, – she's getting to be appointment viewing let's see where she goes from here let's see who they match her up with next uh but i yeah definitely liked what i saw that was a definitely one of the
2: highlights of the of the prelims anybody else from the prelims stand out to you jose or would you like to wax poetically more about denise gomez because i'm here for it if you are
3: you're muted but i can't can you hear me now yes yep but uh I'm just cuz you, you cut you cut off for a second. I'm assuming you asked me about the prelims cuz that's what AK was talking about before.
2: If anybody else stood out on the prelims or if you wanted to wax poetically
3: a little more about Denise Gomez and what she did. I mean Denise Gomez is a scary <laughs> individual. So we will say that. Um I hope the UFC doesn't cut Lando Venata or, right away. I mean like I know he's had some rough luck, but uh, <clears throat> he's obviously a very exciting guy he's a guy i think he's a good lit in this test daniel daniel how do you pronounce his last name zell zell huber zell huber is how old is he like 23 22 so yeah, i think he's he's we young talked man. a lot he's like i know the the theme of the night was people like veterans doing veteran things and e- and not eking out but like Veteran wherewithal kind of being the deciding factor in a lot of these thoughts. Well, that was not the deciding factor in that fight because Land of Nod has fought a whole bunch, and Daniel Z Huber is 20, is like early twenties, so he obviously looks impressive. Jocelyn Edwards somehow got a win, and I really like Jocelyn Edwards, but uh, she missed weight and should have lost. Gosh, uh, I thought it was going to be one. Well, I thought it was going to be one of those nights when they read those scorecards because I. As soon as that fight was over, I was like half paying attention because I'm like, well, that was a mauling. And then they gave it to Jocelyn others, and I was like, huh. And it would be one of those nights. So it is what it is, I guess. Uh, it didn't end up being that controversial throughout the night. But also, sayonara, tough three. Uh, the, la- the last of a dying good brother, Ed Herman, oh. rode off into the Suns. Yeah. And now Joe Lozon is the longest tenor tough veteran. Do you know who second is? Matt Brown. Dolos on a map round remnants of an old breed. Tough five, tough seven. Damn. Damn there you man, go. Herman,
0: tough three. That's crazy. Is I can't believe Dana White was that. Is that crusty about? I I, I only saw the the comments. I didn't listen to. It. I, I need to hear his tone. I can't believe he's that crusty about the Clay Guida fake retirement. Like it's not something I want to see it become a regular thing. It, if everyone starts doing it, that obviously ridiculous. It's dumb. But this guy's earned the right to do any sort of post-fight shenanigans. He 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 should be getting interviewed after every fight, win or lose. It's he's effing Clay Guida. He's how many how many UFC appearances for him? This was number thirty. Where are we here? The fact that I'm even having to say in the thirty-five, his thirty-fifth UFC fight. Uh, I want to say eighteenth at lightweight. I think eighteenth at lightweight. Twenty-eighth. So excuse me. Eighteenth. Twenty-eight at lightweight. Uh, he 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 can do these things. It's it's fine. It, it didn't even take up that much time. He did like he had a little chuckle about it. It took up maybe what like three or four minutes of of airtime. <laughs> Damn, why is he real crusty lately? He's real crusty. I don't know. He doesn't seem a bit of a bad mood lately. He's not putting up with any any shenanigans or hooting nanny.
2: Yeah, that was a weird one. I don't know. I've I don't
0: know how I felt about, about it. Okay, I don't want every, if everyone starts doing it, it'd be super annoying. Obviously, but I, it's
2: Clay Guida. It's funny. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it
4: just happened.
2: Yeah, it yes. just happened. The fight before Bill Alge did the same damn thing. I mean, we didn't believe Bill was actually going to retire, but we certainly thought there was a chance Clay Gouda was going to retire. But that was weird.
0: That was a weird. It was fr- very, I, very weird. I like what he was going for, but it wasn't exactly like his Colby Covington, you know, uh, racist filthy animals moment or whatever he didn't. In- I don't think it's going to quite spark his career as it did, arguably, did for Colby Covington.
3: No, people no, seemed very uh, confused by it
0: all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The fact that uh, Dan Cormier had to say, please, please, please boo him. Please boo him, Kansas City. That's not a good sign. That's not a sign of good uh, good heel work, as it were. So, Villaggio, uh, great fighter. Love watching the guy fight. Um, the marketing strategy, you might need a little work.
2: Well, apparently, he's a Philadelphia native, mostly, and he was just salty about the Super Bowl results, so – I guess he explained more of it at the post-fight scrum, but um, last thing I'll say about the experience matters things. Um, find you, Eric Nixick as the non-experienced fighter to just say what you need to hear heading into round three. Cause Eric Nixick just laid into Daniel Zelluber. Uh That was mm-hmm. a motivating speech. I was ready to run through mm-hmm. my garage door here after listening to Eric Nixick do his thing. And that sparked Daniel Zellhuber to, to go in there and get a win. So uh, if, if you, Come to one of these you know, up-and-comer versus experienced fighters thing. Just go to Extreme Couture for that one and let Eric just scream at you before the third round and maybe he will motivate you to a victory. All right, so there you go. Uh, let's bring in Casey. We'll take a few
3: questions. Hello, Casey.
4: Hi. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> Jose, Hello. you're good in time, Jose?
3: I'm good. I got like 20
4: minutes. All right, All right! good cool. Yeah, good. All right, so send your questions, kids. what do we got, got right good. here well, do, 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 do.
0: questions now uh,
2: what does Max gain from this win? I don't think the UFC will book Volk versus Max four without dominant Max beat him three times.
4: He gains money. Money. Yeah, was what was money Yeah, what does Max get money? Yeah. Well, outside of my, that, I guess that was always the problem with this fight. Mm-hmm. right Yeah yeah, that was always the issue.
2: I don't know what he gains. Kind of whatever he wants outside of a Volk fight. He becomes the biggest Yair Rodriguez fan, and will have to be a Yair Rodriguez fan for two fights minimum. Where,
0: I, don't which, I don't know. Also, Joseph Boza. It's dominant, not dominate. How dominant Alex beat him three times? Not dom- please. This I'm sorry. This drives me crazy. I won't. I won't harp on. I won't give a grammar lesson like like Brendan Fitzgerald did today. But people, <laughs> dominant. Is an adjective. Dominate is a verb. They're not interchangeable. They're they they they're completely different uses. This happens all the time on social media. Uh, sorry to sing you about Joseph Boza. You're not the only one who does it. So what many do you, people do it. What I, do
3: you hate what what do you hate more? Dominate versus dominant or mm-hmm. people that say resign rather than resign. That's tough, and that's like that's <laughs> actionable.
0: <laughs> that's actually in our in our in our business That's <laughs> I know actual, like so and so they are they are completely yeah. different things they're completely different people you gotta throw that hyphen in there gotta throw that hyphen in there uh what was the question oh yes uh max holloway <laughs> yeah again obviously he gains a win he gains he gains on the paycheck i mean he, he keeps this record of since losing to what it was losing to mcgregor right he hasn't lost to anyone at 145 pounds not named Volkanovski, which is just insane. Which is insane when you consider some of the
4: names he's fought. He was the he mileage was he has. Twenty-one on him. years old when he, he fought. He was Karl twenty-one McGregor. years old, and he had an injury. They both had injuries in that fight. It was a lifetime regardless. ago. He, you was. think there'd be a also a short MMA. notice? Yeah, yeah there, there you go.
0: <laughs> and as MMA, you think there'd be some random, just fluky loss and some off night. You think he's got to have an off night in there somewhere. Uh, and again, other than losing to Volkanovski, it just doesn't seem to happen to this guy. And Arnold Allen brought that tonight, man. I mean, you ha- this wasn't like this wasn't like Max being able to cruise through. Win. He he had to be like one of the best versions of Max we've seen to to deal with Arnold Allen tonight. Because if he if he was even a little bit off, Arnold Allen is either winning this decision or Arnold Allen is knocking his ass out. Uh, Arnold, Arnold Allen was great tonight, but Max Holloway is one of the greatest of all time, and uh, you know Allen might get there someday. But it just kind of shows you shows you the difference.
4: I got a question. Okay. Why doesn't Max or should Max take a fight at fifty-five? Sure.
2: He could.
4: Yeah. If he wants, should he, he, he can. can. Should he? Yeah. For is the that, right is, 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 What's the right matchup? Is are we talking like, like is he like one fight? Is it just like a fun fight, like like a you know Anderson Silva versus James Irvin type of fight, or is it like a fight that like I don't know. I'm not, like a I know that fight, That's not gonna happen. But something he'll be like one fight, like one one fight away from fighting for the title at 155. Or should he just kind of stay around 45 and just knock out contenders? Because that's what he's gonna be doing.
2: Just get the bag, man. Get the bag. If they throw It'd a bunch be, of money
4: at him, go 55. I guess that's what you're saying. Go fight whatever us Go yeah, whatever just pays the most. You, Let's do it.
3: No, because I want because I really want Poirier Gagey too. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to have Max Holloway ruin that.
2: <laughs> well, listen, uh, look if they don't get Betty, that th- I've been I've been on this kick for a while, and I don't. Again, we don't know what's going to happen if it, if they re, if they rebook this Oliveira fight. Which at this point, I don't think you should because if Oliveira is banged up, he's probably not going to be able to fight until July. That you're you're playing a risky game if you're hoping dariush can win and turn around and fight in october that is a risky game so if you if you're going to rebook that fight there is a there's a solid chance dariush ain't going to be ready for october and i do believe that if dariush isn't the guy dustin Poirier is going to get that going to get that title shot i just that's just how i think it's going to happen just because he's a name he's a star they haven't fought before he's coming off of a win a fun fight all of that um the story of the climb and he's never been able to grab the the undisputed brass ring maybe this will be his last shot so i could definitely see that happening so i don't know man Man, i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't hate max
3: charles too at lightweight
4: i was gonna say that too that was at 55 or or connor or
3: connor max too at lightweight Connor, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know if Connor's I, fighting. Yeah, it's dumb, like, that's happening. I think. I, I
4: think the Charles Charles Max at fifty five rematch. I love that I think idea.
3: That's, I remember yeah, when someone like on our Slack fight, channel, yeah. someone on our Slack channel, were like, "This fight card feels long." Yeah. I always say the longest fight card I have ever watched in my life was Charles Oliveira versus Max Holloway, but at the whole time I was like, "This main event's going to be so good, it's going to be worth <laughs> it," and then we saw what <laughs> happened. Uh. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. This 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 is a fun card, but it was yeah. It did feel like it, it was did. like a it really, really cool.
3: long card. This, yeah, is like bet, this is not the
2: Ronda Rousey, but this is not the Ronda Rousey card.
3: But this that was uh, six fights on the main card, two tough, fight, uh, two uh, tough finale fights on the main card. UFC 190. That's terrible. That huh? was a tough hang. That was a tough hang.
0: This uh, might be the first card we've had in a while where none of the scheduled fights got changed and no there was no fight day change you guys go to Tapology.com, check out the page normally right at the bottom there's sort of all the you know anything that was changed even rumored bouts that were you know fizzled nothing this was everything that was written up everything that was reported ended up coming to fruition very rare uh so that's probably why we ended up with like a yeah a pretty sturdy 14 fight card i'm not saying it's a good thing when fights fall through especially for the fighters involved I, i would never wish that but For people who i'll speak for myself when we have to cover a card and it's like a 13 fight card and it gets knocked down to like 12 or 11 fights on fight day listen i'm not gonna lie there's a part of me that's kind of like it's a bit it's a bit leaner now it's just might be a bit more watchable so you hate to see it happen i'm glad it didn't happen for this card like i said i think the card overall was really really good i think if you tuned in from beginning to end you had yourself a good time but it, it was a lot of uh it was a lot of mma to watch that's for sure
2: and speaking of uh speaking of new fights i don't know if you guys i'm sure you guys saw this but uh bryce mitchell now fighting Mavzar evloyev at ufc 288 how about that sometimes so oh man kudos to bryce man like you yeah. can feel however you want about some of the things that comes out of his mouth but My. fighting Ilya taporia and Mavzar evloyev
4: he he, he, he made us he made us forget how freaking crazy dangerous it is to fight Edson barboza that's how (laughs) that's how crazy bryce mitchell is and yeah of course uh, what he says on the mic sometimes like uh, but in the cage excellent fighter and um yeah
3: kudos my new uh my new zombie versus ortega is mazar versus Ilya taporia i've been calling for that fight for like two years that fight's going to happen someday. Well, they were booked, right? They were booked, low. right? They were. Yeah. But whatever deity you worship hates me, so they took it away from me. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got a question for you guys. Uh, yeah, we got a few.
2: Uh, what do you do with the raw dog? Does it need one more fight for a title shot? We still got Figgy versus Cop coming up. No. I I, I mean, I'll, I'll give – I'm not going to just waste the uh, – I mean, this will not be my wild card pick because it's too easy, but – yeah, Roy Val gets the winner of the title fight after that performance. You don't do that to Mateus Nicolau. You just don't. And mm-hmm. hearing hearing the way Roy Val ironed it out, I don't know if you guys saw this on the on his scrum. Uh. Roy Val is Roy Val was saying that the UFC was not going to re-sign hyphen re hyphen sign Mateus Nicolau after that last win. But Brandon Roy Val said he called McMaynard and begged him to re-sign. Mateus Nicolau, and promised him that he would make him not boring and that he would get him out of there. And that's the story Brian Roybo is telling.
3: Who's calling Mateus Nicolau boring? I
2: don't know. He has a lot of
3: decisions,
0: he, yeah, which, yeah, whereas, which as we
4: all know, automatically means you're boring in the eyes of the
0: UFC. He's Ups a very aggression. good
4: fighter, but I wouldn't put him in the top 10 for exciting flyweights. But sure. he, is, he is very good. I, I wouldn't call he, him boring either, but... Yeah, yeah,
2: he's not on the Edson Barboza team, but he is. He's very salvageable. But hearing Royval talk like that was was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, they were going to re-sign him, but I I told him like, no, re-sign him. I'll fight him. I guarantee it won't be boring, and I'll get him out of there. That's what he apparently that's what he says he told McMaynard in order to get this fight.
4: He's doing everything he can to uh, make up for that horrible card card placement, and card, no. that card placement freaking mattered because. If he was a co main event tonight, we are talking about him much more. We kind of have to mm-hmm. almost force True. ourselves to talk about him. We rem- remind ourselves to talk about him because it was so freaking early on the card. So, uh, and even of that knockout of the year type of performance, um, yeah. Oh, it was such a good the knockout. Like, I, I, yeah. I didn't even see the knee. The, I, I had to watch the, re- the It was so it was a knee, yeah. right? He did a knee and a yeah. punch. Yeah. It was so incredible.
0: Um, and so I, I, it's so weird because the UFC and Dana White specifically are always talking about we want guys who go for finishes. We want guys who are exciting and aggressive. Like this guy's one of the most aggressive, like finish hunting guys in any way. To week the class. detriment
3: Not, of his own body. To the, yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. the detriment. Exactly. The fights he's lost are probably because he's just going all out and going all in, right? I mean, you. The, the two, uh, uh, Brandon Moreno, Pantoja, the two guys who are fighting for the title. He probably could have done – I'm not saying he necessarily beats them, but he could have done better against them probably if he's not doing this all-in, I got to get a finish thing. But listen, that's how he does, and I wish the UFC appreciated that and, like we said, put him in a, in a more uh, prestigious spot on this card. So, listen, uh, he proved them wrong, and it yeah, didn't you know what he even said afterwards. I, I effed up. Or we effed up? I don't know. So, but that they made a mistake and that fight shouldn't have been the prelims. So uh, hopefully they do Roy Bell right. He, if he gets a title that, shot, next I don't buy game. that
4: one bit. Made him. A, they didn't. It was. Like it was an accident where we just didn't notice. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, jeez. <laughs> Say, intentional flyweight say, erasure say, uh, flyweight, flyweight erasure we thought flyweight suck and yeah, it turns out they don't you yeah. know everyone yeah. knows about
0: flyweight unders apparently except for dana white and yeah. the matchmakers yeah except the, the, the,
4: the, the biggest maker. gambler in the building dana white <laughs> he wouldn't he would never do that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you're right
2: and i've learned at this point i've learned to jose is here so he could attest to this he was there when it all happened um I just can't feel confident Minel Cop enters a cage until he actually facts, enters the cage. Bro, uh, bro facts. Uh, Sorry. Luck. He's had some weird luck. I I can't I put know. that I can't put that juju into the universe again. So I agree. <laughs> I, I think yeah, literally Ra- had- Royval Rival rivals there right now. If Figgy and Cop enter the cage and all is well and they fight and cop just annihilates Figgy in like the first round. Maybe we'll have a conversation to be had. Maybe we get Roy Val versus Cop, number one contender fight. Because you best believe Moreno and Pantoja could probably get a beat six shades of crap out of each other. And yeah. I don't think it's a fight either of them are going to be bouncing back real quick from. So
4: honestly, I would rather see um, Roy Val versus Cop and get Figgy just <sighs> someone. A, a, Figgy, get Figgy, I don't know, whoever number six is or something. I don't know. But uh, hey, I want to see what fight Ball Cody
2: Garbrand at 135. Something like that. Right, AK? Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> Still uh, a chance. <laughs> Speaking of
2: effing up, they should have made that fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does the glove exchange stick around like jersey swaps in other sports?
0: No, the UFC, uh, clearly Dana White hated it. So
4: I don't well, think it doesn't so work cool. because you're wearing the same gloves. This is true. Like, this, is, is <laughs> this is the same gloves. <laughs> and it, it, even the jersey <laughs> swap doesn't even work. And like if it was like a cool fighter shirt, you know, like, you no, know, you, make, you make custom fighter shirt, but it's just the weird venom jersey so no it yeah that, I mean, back in the day it would have been great if you could have handed like your your sponsor covered shirt over like here you go man condom deep. which, which, right which i've seen this i've seen that, that before guy. they used to do yeah. that like fighters would do their actual some, fighter shirts but
3: some yeah. major pay-per-views that have the like the main the main event or title fights will have like custom venom jerseys um or uh, obviously back in the day reebok because remember um habib and dustin traded jer- uh traded shirts in abu dhabi and then he'll be raffled his off for charity. Yeah, but,
4: but I think just in yeah. general just the, the mm-hmm. regular fighters. Yeah, it's all the mm-hmm. Someone's saying swap trunks, but it's the same thing. The trunks are these
0: are <laughs> these venom like there's not that a lot not enough really a lot of variety there, so. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, uh what else we got here? But i thought it was very nice especially with the people didn't see cub swanson's tweet showing that uh, Rafael yeah, garcia awesome. met, met 11 him years and, ago and or something like guida 11 years ago when he went rafa garcia was 16 years old at a, at a bjj uh, tournament it's so cool like it's that's there was a lot of stuff we talk about how exciting the fights were but a lot of the stuff around the fights was so cool like the zach cummings ed herman double retirement like i, don't, I guess we really haven't really talked about that much if only that's how all MMA retirements could go, right? You have a sensible matchup, you have a fight where neither guy's really cutting that much. Ed Herman hasn't been cutting weight for frigging like clearly three, did like not cut four way. years. <laughs> Zach Cummings <laughs> fighting at light heavyweight for the first time since, I don't know, probably his regional days. I think there's like a random light heavyweight title fight in there somewhere. And they just had a good time. They threw down. They had a good time. Some illegal kicks were thrown. Oh. Afterwards, both <laughs> guys retire. One guy gets retired in his hometown. Another guy gets retired after fighting in MMA for 20 years no hard feelings, extra 50 G's from the boss. It, it, the sh- it device, should, this is how device. it should be. The, 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 the fight that we kept talking about is like the opposite of that. Uh, we were talking about in our internal slack was uh, Shogun and Ihor Porteria, which were like, people don't even remember that fight happened now. Like that was, that was Shogun's last fight. It's like a, tri- <laughs> it's like a <laughs> trivia question. It's like, just yeah. no one remembers yes. it now. Yeah. Did
3: you guys see Max Holloway says he wants to fight zombie next? Ooh. <laughs> oh. That'd be, be bad. that's a fun All fight right.
4: i'll settle for All that right. i'll settle All right. for that that's not, bad. <laughs> that's not bad well i guess that's what that's what max holloway gonna do um as far as because max um zombie's not not a contender it's still a fun fight we haven't seen yet Is, so that's zombies that's...
3: also zombies also said forever that that's like one of his dream fights and it'll be his next fight Very cool
4: yeah. zombie gets what he wants um, I hope we get to see at some point too Max Holloway versus Edson Barboza. That's also a fight I'd like to see. Plenty of great fight. Yeah, Plenty of great fights for so, for all these guys. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, just don't put Max against the the number one contenders. Like just exactly what Mike, why this fight kind of made no sense. It was cool for fight night pay per view, but I felt like if you, if this would have been uh, Max versus Korean Zombie, say in, I don't know four months from now or whatever in some random city, I felt like yeah. that would be a fine fight night main event. What do you
3: think? Yeah. As long as they good... yeah, yeah. They're supposed to go to... So- they're supposed to go to Seoul. That's okay. a perfect fight yeah. for Seoul. There
2: you go. Yeah, and look, it's... But, t- it's yeah, it you
3: will know, be, be in Nebraska, though. It's tough because, like, a lot... there's There's people out there that think Arnold Allen won, and I'm not going to argue against that, so it's tough because, like, this fight made no sense on paper, but if, like two of those judges felt the same that a bunch of fans thought then we're talking about differently like oh great matchmaker Arnold Allen beat Max Holloway like it's tough no I
2: mean yeah it's it's, it's yeah, I get it like it's like I said it's a great fight on mm-hmm. paper but I just wish Max had lost like three in a row or something I don't know it's just it's just really weird <laughs> it's just really weird like if Teporia and Emmett are fighting right mm-hmm. if Teporia wins do not do for the love of God Ilya Taporia versus Max Holloway do not do that fight but if Josh Emmett wins, you could do Josh Emmett versus Max Holloway. That makes sense. Because even if Josh wins, probably still isn't getting a title fight. You know what I mean? There's not, like, mm-hmm. significant championship stakes involved for really either yeah. guy
4: right. at the Tipory, moment. But, but Tipory Tipory Holloway would be... To, yeah. T'Poria Holloway makes just as much sense as uh, Alan Holloway. So who yeah. knows what the UFC would do. Yep. Who does uh, Right. We'll do, take like uh, one
2: more because I know we gotta, gotta yeah, wrap more, up shortly. Yeah,
4: uh, real, uh,
2: real
0: quick. What do you want to uh, Casey? I saw. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. I saw people asking about uh, okay. both Pierre Rodriguez and also the. Oh, I guess we mentioned the Robber already. But people were talking about the Pierre Pierre Rodriguez, the the tap.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We could throw that up there. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. It, um, it was it was a few people. There. I don't know if there's just one. There was a, there was a few people uh, I saw I saw mentioning it, but. um uh, I, I know we all have sort of a different perspective on it. I've never, I've uh, trained a little bit in MMA, not extensively. I know Casey, you're training now. Jose, I know you have in the past. Mike, you're a lover, not a fighter. I don't know if you've ever trained in grappling just a little bit. Just don't the like streets. that sentence at all. <laughs> He's my best friend. I'm, I can say these. These are kind of things we joke about all the time. Uh, That's so even lighter. I'll say. My <laughs> <laughs> it is a strange. I will say my my first reaction was I didn't see it live the tap live. I didn't see the tap live. I was a little confused. Uh, and then on the replay I thought that was a clear tap. I thought it was a clear tap. It was th- that that's how I viewed it. Uh, and then afterwards apparently um it was Keith Peter it was Keith Peterson? Yes sir. Keith okay. Peterson said a uh, verbal tap. Verbal tap. So he kind
4: of I think he tried to no, save now, himself but, but from any it sort of controversy. Specific, was it a verbal tap and she said tap tap. I, th- I no, I think, think she cried. Or out. Or- yeah, if you cry out in uh, That's what, yeah. pain, that counts yeah. as a verbal tap. And that is, the, that is in the regulations. Yeah, that would be my assumption because I, I,
0: I would think she wouldn't have argued if she had said tap, tap. I think she probably cried out. Uh, yeah. And then I, I, I think he called it on the controversial tap. Uh, and then when he thought about it, he was like, oh, like he kind of saw the controversy. He's like, oh, there was also maybe there was a, I think he thought quick on his feet to kind of s- try to avoid more controversy. Uh, but I don't know. I could. I, uh, Jed, Jed might have a better perspective. I think Jed said he didn't think it was a tap. Uh, I didn't, did we mention Jed, was- Jed, Jed? Yeah, Jed is in Kansas City. So he doesn't think it was a tap. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said she shouldn't have made that motion. And if and if, uh, and if there was motion. a verbal tap, it, it doesn't uh, matter anyway. That That she very like. Very like thrust her arm towards you know the the hold, but it wasn't like a clear tap on the on uh, Jillian Robertson. Um, so that's the controversy, right? <laughs> to me, it looked like she was tapping like out of instinct, like she didn't mean
4: to. But that's it, you know that's, it, it's I don't know. not a tap. It's not a tap because the ref it literally said it, they didn't stop the fight because of the tap. It wasn't that. So we this can is just true. Take, now he we, says can just, we can just yeah. take that out of the equation, honestly. Because mm. but so basically the ref said he heard a. A grunt or a sound of pain and basically he stopped the uh match and i'm assuming the the pain sound plus the arm being in a very compromised position um was enough and i think i'm pretty sure by the rules you can do that and um yep yep my yeah. personal opinion is in the gym that's a tap absolutely it's a tap that's a that's an actual tap tap in the gym um if you if you make any noises about like pain that's also a tap in a gym, but this is a professional fight at one of the highest levels that is not a tap at this level uh especially in an arm bar position like that that's pretty much on pereira to uh P- Piera? Piera. Piera, Piera, yeah. pierre 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 yeah that's on pierre um it's it, honestly i i believe it's it's on her if she wants to get her arm snapped off that's just <laughs> how it is. Um, at an amateur level, at a low level, maybe a low pro level, the ref can't stop the—I I will give the ref the discretion to stop the fight, but not at this level. That is on prayer, Piera, to tap again and, and make it, it clearly known.
0: But if but the ref— if she, know, if she did cry it out, you okay with, if, she, if there was, like, a scream or a cry— Yeah,
4: I wish they would have shown a replay with, like, no commentary Down. so we yeah. could hear it better. But they didn't do that, so I can't, I can't give you a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. But um, in the end, I don't think she was getting out— because that was julian robertson so uh i think it's kind of yeah we'll talk about it for a little bit but i think it, it, it's a it's a nothing burger then yeah when i was
2: doing the the fury fc breakdown and everything going on i talked to john mccarthy for like a half an hour about what happened with that choke and the armbar and everything and uh, he told me that like, there's such importance to the backstage conversations before they actually go out and fight. And John McCarthy said, he goes, let's just say, you know, there's two, there, there's two somewhat grapplers. One's like really heavy on submissions. Um, let's just say like Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate were fighting. I would go to the back and I would tell Misha Tate like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. Here's the rules. Um, if she gets you in an arm bar and your arm hyper extends and you scream, I'm stopping the fight. That's it. It's over and done with um cuz you're right that is part of the regulations like that could be shown as a verbal tap but who knows what happens in the rules meetings maybe keith peterson said look she gets you in a position you scream and your arm gets hyper extended i'm stopping the fight like that 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 conversation could have happened we don't know yeah. but it's just the the aesthetics of it all where like it clearly looked like she was trying to tap um and then he hesitated so it looked yes. weirder than it was yeah so i, I I think if he had just if he had stopped it right at the initial tap i don't think we're having this conversation right now i think it was kind of the hesitation and just the aesthetics how just weird it looked you know what i mean it looked like it 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 did did
4: look weird and i and it's not a fun position for the ref to be in Uh, that's just he's like oh i gotta that's not pierre put a put the peterson in a tough spot that he didn't i don't say he didn't deserve to be in but it it was a tough spot for the ref and to be um,
2: fair, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I didn't tap because it looks so weird. Like, that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do in that situation. Ah, oh, sure. I didn't tap. And you talk a bunch of noise. You look at the opponent and be like, I didn't tap. You didn't yeah. tap me. It wasn't a submission. You didn't win.
4: Yeah.
2: And <laughs> then Jillian acted right because I would have broke her arm. So
4: yeah, I was prepared was to break her arm. Yeah, her arm so, uh, Yeah. 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 Jillian said everything right. She didn't say, yeah, whatever. Like, after, mm-hmm. You know, she said, well, well, I've broken it. And the ref told me to stop. And I stopped. Followed the rules. Uh, but Pierre, she should be more experienced. When we when, when you are in that position, don't put your hand in a spot where that could potentially look like a tap. That's all. So, and um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: Okay. Well, speaking of, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it here. So, thank you for joining us. UFC Kansas City is in the books, but guess what, everybody? If the beauty of a live audience and people reacting to a great main event. If you love that feeling so much, don't worry because the UFC returns to the apex next week. Oh. And I believe we have heavyweighty weighty heavyweight headlining. Is that, that's accurate, right? Yeah. Heavyweight? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. remember what the freaking fight is. Pavlovich Blades. Oh yes, yes. Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades,
4: back at the Apex. And I will, another, I'll, I'll, I'll will be. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be in Vegas. It's not bad. I'll be in Vegas, but not at that card. Oh. Oh. I'll be at the. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be at the. The you know the little the. The, the boxing. Cuffs, the boxing. The little boxing, boxing match at the T-Mobile. Oh, amazing.
2: the little boxing match. The little yes. Boxing match. Uh, I feel like more, I feel like most people will be watching that little yeah. boxing <laughs> match. So. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us. AK, I will see you tomorrow. On to the next one. We will match make following UFC Kansas City, and then we'll get you ready for UFC Vegas 71. I believe this is going to be. I don't know. For AK, for KC, for Jose, I, Mike Heck, thank you for watching. Good night, everybody.
4: Happy birthday, AK. It's not my birthday.
0: Are you sure?
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Sure, we've all had fun messing around with AI image generators and conversation bots, but AI is more than a novelty, and it's possible that your business could benefit from AI integration. SAP Business AI can help your business innovate, whether it's supply chain, finance, human resources, sales and marketing, even a generative AI co-pilot. SAP Business AI can offer the solutions you've only dreamt of. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Learn more at sap.com slash AI.